Radio Theater is on the air. Saddle up and ride the airwaves once again with America's favorite cowboys, Riders in the Sky. Too slim, a member of the National Geographic Society since 1980. Woody Paul, the king of the cowboy fiddlers, and Ranger Doug, the idol of American youth. This is Texas Big Spender inviting you to join us for a thrilling, high, yodeling adventure. We're gonna ride and rope and wrangle a tune. We're gonna hoot and holler and howl at the moon. Every buckaroo and buckaroo, there's a place around the fire for you with riders in the sky. So come on and let's ride. And now, with a 3,703rd performance of their career, here are Riders in the Sky. Thank you, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, buckaroos and buckarettes. Thank you, Texas Big Spender, the voice that sold a million baby chicks overboard to radio. You all know Two Slim, Ranger Doug, Woody Paul, and of course, Joey, the Cow Polka King, our orchestra. We're going to saddle up and ride the winds of the west. Holy, you'll greet the day. Coffee bitter and strong, you ride away. With a heart full of song, doggies may stray. But for not very long, when you're riding the winds of the west, a sudden storm comes sweeping over the plain. The air is torn as lightning rips it again. The world's reborn in the harsh cleansing rain. When you're riding the winds of the west, the western winds will bear a message to you of some long forgotten trail. And your eyes to a horizon of blue. And you rise to a horizon of blue. On the west wind, you will sail, 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 sail. A ragged cloud hides the moon in its flight. As you ride on the wings of the night, the morning sky and the coming of light, right in the winds of the west.
by for a public service announcement. Friends, problem waffling has reached epidemic proportions. Get up right now, look in the mirror, and ask yourself these questions. One, do you find yourself waffling more but enjoying it less? Two, do your waffling habits seem to disturb your family or neighbors? Three, have you missed days at work due to waffling? Four, do you envy people who can enjoy social waffling without getting into trouble? Five, do you waffle alone? Don't despair. There is help for the problem waffler. Call the Waffle House. Caring therapists at the Waffle House are equipped with the latest sharp stick technology. Ow! Used to be the checkout guy would ask me paper or plastic and I'd stand there frozen, waffling, but no more. Ow! Okay, paper. Thanks, Waffle House. If you or someone you're forced to tolerate might be a problem waffler, call 1-900-DO-SOMETHING-ANYTHING. That's 1-900-DO-SOMETHING-ANYTHING. It worked for me. I'm recovering waffler too slim. Remember, if you can't decide whether or not to call. Ow! Call! Now, Riders Radio Theater would like to send a great big howdy to our station of the week, KUAC in Fairbanks, Alaska. Fairbanks! <laughs> now, here again, our Riders in the Sky, where it's time for the ever-popular feature, Guest Time. And here to introduce tonight's <laughs> guest is the man of many hats, Too Slim. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, I have a special shantoos, a jazz and swing shantoos, all the way from down in Leapers Fork. Tennessee, beautiful downtown Leapers Fork, a lovely lady who will sing for you now. Please make welcome. She's here flogging her new album entitled My Dream Is You, and she is our dream tonight, ladies and gentlemen, April Barrow. Einstein had one, so did Edison. I've got one too, I have a dream, and my dream is you, making you a part of my life, it will come true, I have a dream, and my dream is you. Concentrating on making you mine. Einstein had one, so did Edison. I've got one too. I have a dream, and my dream is you. Thank you. 
Incredibly great, April. It was beautiful, April. And would you take a moment to introduce your distinguished silver-haired accompanist? Absolutely. This is my uh, wonderful friend, co-writer, co-producer, David Hungate on guitar, and he co-wrote that song with me, My Dream Is You. Wow. Good job. April, you, have, you bring such soul, such emotion. You have such a deep well of, of well-being that you draw on when you sing. It's inspiring to me. Well, thanks, Too Slim. I owe it all to bird watching. Really? You mean bird watching is, is your hobby? It's more than a hobby. It's a dream. Wow, bird watching's her dream. Yes. <laughs> when I was a little girl, I made a list of a hundred rare birds that I wanted to see and photograph. I've spent every spare minute tracking them down. Gosh, how many have you got so far? Uh, 97. It's been at 97 for years, unfortunately. I'm having real bad luck getting the last three, but I'm not giving up. Don't give up, April. You know, things have a way of working out around here. <laughs> Maybe your luck will change. I sure hope so. I do, too. Thanks for coming on Writer's Radio Theater. Ladies and gentlemen, April Barrows. Thank you. Writer's Radio Theater is a Mammoth Radio Pictures production in association with WVXU. This program is being taped live in the Queen City of the West, Cincinnati, Ohio. Hey, with the saddle pal, we'll be right back. We continue now with our National Polka Parade of Broken Hearts Countdown. Here's survey song number one. There's a tear in my beer from crying over you. Back, Buckaroos and Buckarets, you're listening to Writer's Radio Theater. <laughs> and now, Writer's Radio Theater presents the ongoing saga of the Cowboy Way. Tonight, episode two of the exciting Western melodrama, The Great Hot Air Balloon Race. As faithful listeners will no doubt recall, famed millionaire John Beresford Tipton is offered a million dollar prize to the pilot or pilots of the first hot air balloon to circumnavigate the globe in one continuous flight. Half the prize goes to the winner, the other half goes to their favorite charity. Riders in the sky need to win the prize to pay off the mortgage on the famed old Harmony Ranch. 
We got a balloon payment coming up, boys. And to fund Miss Marm's Youth Center, but the race has drawn entrance from all over the world and competition will be stiff. Not only that, but the Archfiend Slocum has also entered the race. And on the eve of the big liftoff, Slocum's doofus henchman Charlie crept atop a grassy knoll overlooking <laughs> Moron Airfield. Below him, all the balloons were moored to the grassy field. Charlie had a blowgun in one hand and a sack of tiny darts in the other. <laughs> so here we go. First, I slide the tiny dart down the tube. Then I put the tube in my mouth. I take a deep breath. Oh! And now, episode two, entitled April in Peril, or a Bad Day for Bird Watching. The morning of the big race, thousands of people gather on the edges of Moron Field to see the big liftoff. The grassy field itself is a beehive of activity as dozens of contestants of every nationality scurry about preparing their brightly colored hot air balloons for flight. Aboard the chip-powered Song of the West, riders in the sky are making a last-minute check. The ballast is secure and the rigging is rigged. I solved the where to put the biscuit, no problem, and I'm a raring to go. How about our course, Woody? Our course is spotted, Ranger Doug, and navigation equipment is standing by. Fuel's aboard and the burners are go. All right, stoke her up and prepare to lift off. Stoking up. On the far side of Moron Field, High Sheriff Drywall is no super glued to his right hand. He is furiously busy setting up his homemade do-it-yourself hot air balloon. Bud Jr. stops by to wish him luck. Greetings, Drywall. Hey. Tell me this, why is your nose glued to your right hand? Oh, I had a little accident. <laughs> Tell me this, is your left elbow also glued to your belt buckle? Dang if it ain't, sure enough it is. <laughs> well, still you carry on. Yep. My, I admire your tenacity. <laughs> Say, have you named your balloon yet? Yeah, I, I call it the wind. Well, it looks more like breaking wind. Broken wind? Is that trade, isn't it? That, that's got a ring to it, okay. I'll call it the broken wind. Well, good. I'll be seeing you. Good luck, partner, and don't forget, Joe's a dollar a week for 98 weeks for the broken wind, whether it ever gets off the ground or not. Well, I won't forget, good Junior. So long. Of all the balloons that are gathered this day on Moron Field, only one is fraught with menace and evil. Shiny black polyester, a skull and crossbones, and the name Bird of Prey are boldly painted on its glossy exterior. Yes, it's Slocum's balloon. Had to do everything myself. That idiot Charlie never came back last night. Let's see, air-to-air -air missiles, check. Uh, machine guns, check. Uh, rocket suit, check. Uh, let's see, what's under this tarp here? Get there. Charlie, wake up! <laughs> oh, 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 what? what? What are you doing it, there? Where you been, Charlie? Get up! <laughs> I crawled in here early this morning to get some sleep. Hmm? Dang, I was exhausted from blowing and sucking, blowing darts all night long. Charlie, you hit all the balloons with a dart, right? Yeah, eventually. Say, yeah. you couldn't even see them little teeny holes the darts made. How then yeah. things are going to bring the balloons down? Oh, Charlie, the little pinpricks is just the beginning. The yeah. balloons rise higher, and the internal pressure on the little pinpricks makes the holes bigger. Oh. 5,000 feet, they're the size of a golf ball. 6,000 feet, baseball. 8,000 feet, basketball. 10,000 feet, you can put a big doofus through one of them, Charlie. <laughs> oh. And that's when they come Hi. crashing down. <laughs> I get it. <laughs> yeah, all of them except this one, right? Huh? Uh, Charlie, you didn't put a pinprick in this balloon, did you? No, no, no. no I wouldn't do that. No, you know, I wouldn't no, do that, no. boss. Well, yeah, no. Well, it was dark, you know, yeah. but I missed this one. I missed You're this sure, one. You're sure, Oh, I'm, I'm, yeah, right. I'm pretty sure, yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, balloonists, 
Cast off your lines and stand by for liftoff. T minus five, four, three, two, one. Liftoff. And they're off, and what a sight to see, all the bright, beautiful blues wafting upwards across the big blue sky. That is, all except one of them. While it does manage to rise a foot or two, now and then it inevitably falls back every time. Well, as Junior said, he certainly is tenacious. Meanwhile, the other balloons are soaring high over the beautiful snow-capped Grand Croutons. At 1,000 feet in climbing, all is well. Nice day for blooming in eh, what? At 4,000 feet, all is still well. Ouvre la champagne! But at 5,000 feet, the trouble begins. What does that sound? Uh, it came from up there. Let me lean out here and, and get a what look. What do you see? See anything up there, Slim? I see a hole about the size of a golf ball. Oh, well, that size isn't too much of a problem. Well, now it's the size of a baseball. Well, surely we can weather that, can't we? Can't we? If I can get my page turned, we can. <laughs> it's as big as a basketball now. Oh, no. It's going to crash for sure. In a moment, it'll be big enough for a doofus to go through. <laughs> Look, all the other balloons have holes in them, too. They're getting bigger and bigger, just like ours. Ranger Doug, what's going on? I don't know, but I don't have to know. But look, there's that Englishman. He's, he's bailing out. We'd better be prepared to bail out, too, as well. Side meat, pass the parachutes. Oh, we ain't got none, any at all. What do you mean by that bizarre double and redoubled negative? Well, you see, it was, uh, it was, uh, it was... There uh, goes the Frenchman bailing what? out. Well, it was either them or my biscuit, though. And you know how I love my biscuit, so I, uh... <laughs> Side meat, right now, I could say you were... <laughs> but I won't. Unfortunately, that would be out of character for me and destroy years of hard work of being the idol of American youth. So instead, I'll just say... Everybody's bailing out. I'll just say no use crying over spilled milk. Woody, is there anything we can do to slop, stop or slow our descent? <laughs> well, there sure is, Ranger Doug. Well, thank heavens. What is it? Well, we need to initiate a modulated residual lift effect. In layman's terms, an MRLE. Oh, I've heard of that. Well, I haven't. Woody, are you sure this isn't a crock? I'm sure, Ranger Doug. When I was a kid, I saw it on Mr. Wizard. Well, that's good enough for me. How does a modulated residual lift effect work? Well, it works by causing the heated air molecules in a confined elastic space to quiver and expand. Confined elastic space? You mean like in a balloon. That's exactly what I mean, too, Slim. And when the molecules start to quiver, they take up more space, hence the modulated residual lift effect. Even with a hole in it, the balloon rises and continues to do so for some time, which would give us time to patch the hole. Ah. Okay, and what does it take to get an MRLE? It takes a yodel, Ranger Well, <laughs> That kind that gets your knees to knocking, your toes to rocking, and you say, Ooh! Yodel, Ranger! <laughs> Hold it, Ranger Doug. What? That won't do any good. Yeah, but you just said it, you know, if he just yodeled... Yeah, be... but to work it properly, the RLE needs a particular and rare double yodel in particular. Oh. A rare combination of the Ranger Doug number three yodel, contrapuntal to a swing jazz yodel. Are you what? crazy? Ain't nobody here who can contrapuntal some dingbat knee-knocking swing jazz yodel. I'm all the... I'm afraid you're right, side me. Look, there's Slocum and Charlie over there in that black polyester balloon, the bird of prey. They're not bailing out either. Well, ironic that our biggest nemesis should be caught in the same bizarre twist of fate. 
Meanwhile, in the falling bird of prey... Charlie, you idiot! You did shoot a dart into our balloon! What? And now I can't find the parachutes! Uh, I can swear they were under this tarp you were sleeping under! Uh-oh. What do you mean? Uh-oh. Well, they're lumpy, boss. They kept me awake. I tossed them out. <laughs> As the riders and their arch enemies plunge it, plum, plummet towards a deep ravine in the Grand Croutons, directly below them on a rocky, narrow precipice overlooking the Phyllis Gorge, a lovely bird watcher has set up her tripod and is about to fulfill a lifelong dream. My list of rare birds is just about complete. I got number 98 earlier this morning when I shot the rare Doc Kingfisher. Talk about the rare birds. That's right. And now I'm about to shoot number 99, the equally rare Studebaker Golden Hawk. There it is, perched up there in all its glory on that little ponderosa pine. I just focus and click away. Uh-oh. Oh, no. The camera shutter startled it. It's going to fly off. It's flying away. Oh, well, no harm. I got my picture. No harm? Hardly, as we shall see, for as the startled Studebaker Golden Hawk flies off, it poops out a little millet seed. The millet seed falls to the top of the mountain where it hits a tiny pebble and sends it skittering down the mountain. The pebble hits a stone, which hits another stone, another, and a rock, and then a boulder, and suddenly it's a full-fledged landslide, and it's bearing down on April barrels. Good grief! Marlon Perkins was right. The wilderness, in these third-rate melodramas, is very unforgiving. The slightest mistake and suddenly you're perched on the edge of a precipice with a landslide roaring down on you. Frozen in terror on the edge of a 2,000-foot drop-off with no place to run and no place to hide while a thundering landslide surges towards her, the lovely April Barrel takes the time to call this a third-rate melodrama. <laughs> well, perhaps that explains the fact that the ledge on which she's standing is beginning to break. Wait a minute! Marlon Perkins did it, not me! Then, just as the ledge breaks and the landslide closes in, a strong, manly arm reaches out, grabs April, and pulls her into a hot air balloon that just happened to be plummeting by. I'm saved. That's the good news. What's the bad news? Bad news is we got a large hole in our balloon, and any second now we're going to crash in the gorge below. Well, Marlon Perkins, in his wildest dreams, would never have imagined a melodrama this third rate. It's pretty bad, all right, and the only thing that can save us is a regular Ranger Doug number three yodel contrapuntal to a swing jazz yodel. You mean the kind of yodel that gets, you, gets your knees to knocking, your toes to rocking, and you say, ooh-wee? <laughs> Heck, hit your number three yodel, Ranger Doug. I can take care of the rest. The bizarre jazz cowboy yodel fills the skies of the Grand Croutons with a weird and wonderful modulated harmony. And everywhere the yodel goes, the yodel makes for nervous nature. Nowhere is this more evident than by the excited behavior of the little air molecules in the elastic confines of the two remaining hot air balloons falling through the sky. To put it in layman's terms, their knees start knocking, their toes start rocking, and they all say, and as a result of this, the air molecules expand and fill the sagging balloons, causing them to rise back up, up into the wild blue yonder. We're going up. It's a miracle. Hey, it's just good science, Too Slim. <laughs> well, we ain't the only one saved. Slocum's balloons are rising, too. And a gentle wind sweeps up the two balloons remaining in the great round-the-world race and skims them northward along the east side of the Rocky Mountains. The afternoon is spent pitch pit, 
patching the doofus-sized holes, and by sunset, both balloons are repaired and both have drifted across the Canadian border. Aboard the Song of the West, side meat is busy fixing dinner. Boy, it is Friday the 13th, ain't it? I'll say. <laughs> Biscuits and beans coming up, boys. Woody Paul is investigating Newton's theory that an apple tastes better at 10,000 feet. Too Slim is stoking chips onto the burner. There you go. And Ranger Doug and April Barrows are leaning over the rail, gazing at the beautiful Canadian sunset. Look, look, April, there's, there's Lake McGregor down there, Lassie. Yeah, it's beautiful. You know, this may be third-rate melodrama, but it sure has good scenery and good music. One, I was alone. So lonely and then You came out of nowhere Like the sun up from the hill Somewhat sappy lyrics, but a timeless sentiment. <laughs> hey, look at them lights down below. Is that Norwood? <laughs> hey, that's Medicine Hat down there, home of the rare ruby-throated Hattacall. Save me a case. That's number one on my list. I get off here, boys. Well, drop the rope ladder, Woody Paul. Aye, aye, Ranger Doug. <laughs> so long, riders, and thanks. So long, April. Quickly, April scales down the rope ladder and hurries off to chase her dream. And the last two surviving contestants in the great hot air balloon sail off into the deep blue Canadian night. The still peaceful beauty of this Canadian evening is a perfect salve for the horrors of the day. It even affects the reptiles and the bird of prey. Wow. A lot of stars up there, boss. Yeah, you know, looking at all those stars, I can't help but think. They're so small. And we're so big. <laughs> <laughs> right, Charlie? Okay, enough philosophizing. Let's break out the heat-seeking air-to-air missile. Right. <laughs> Gotta wait till daylight. First thing in the morning, we'll blast the riders right out of the sky. <laughs> million dollars, Charlie! <laughs> we'll Slocum blast riders in the sky, out of the sky. What tears away to our intrepid heroes with the morning light. And will High Sheriff Drywall ever get off the ground? Come on, sweetheart. Well, you won't find the answers to these questions in any first or second-rate melodrama, but you will find them right here next time, same time, same station, in episode three of the great hot air balloon race entitled Thunder Road, starring Marge Shot and Shotzi. It's pedal to the metal, full bore, revving up your mill melodrama you won't want to miss, and it's coming only to this, Theater of the Mind. Here again, our riders in the sky, Joey the Cowboka King and first-rate singer, April Barrow. 
shine your light on my sweetheart tonight and send my baby back to me. This is the X-Star Radio Network.